This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. How I Got My Wife to Read Comics Episode 566 This episode was pre-recorded. Can a comic book collector of over 30 years get his wife to read them? Will she let him keep them? Learn more in this podcast. Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Let's all take our seats. It's Crisis 306, Zero Hour, a.k.a. Crisis Cleanup. This is how I got my wife to read comics. I'm Mark. And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Or you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, like us at facebook.com slash sfppn, follow us on Twitter at sfppn, check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn, or call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. In our last session covering 1994's Zero Hour event, the world's mightiest heroes watch helplessly as Extant begins erasing time itself in order to create a new universe, killing heroes as he goes. But could there be an even bigger menace lurking in the shadows? Spoiler, yes. Let's get back to the action. Zero Hour, Crisis in Time, number one. We start in the middle of things. It looks like a lot happened in the intervening tie-ins. In the remains of Coast City, a team of Supergirl, who shouldn't exist, Batgirl, who shouldn't exist, Steel, and Warrior are racing away from multiple fissures in time. Steel is sucked into one of them. John Henry Irons, Steel, 1993 to 1994, RIP. Cut to vanishing point in extant, confused as to the source of all these fissures. Here comes the shadowy figure telling him that extant has run amok in my plans long enough. He then zaps him with a green light and says the fissures are due to an obstruction in the time stream, which he's off to clean up. Cut to the 30th century, or what's left of it, on Pocket Earth, created by Time Trapper. The LSH contingent realizes they are the only remaining sentients in the cosmos via Saturn Girl's telepathic sweep. They realize they must make the ultimate sacrifice, although it's not explained why. The team says their goodbyes, then march into the vortex. Under my protection, the LSH has been allowed nobly and with dignity into the unknown tomorrow. Translation, Keith Giffen kicks off a new LSH continuity called Five Years Later, which is very dark. Our mysterious figure pops in and will brook no more of your interference, slicing Time Trapper in two with a green light. Cut to New York City, where Power Girl is being helped through her labor by midwife Wonder Woman. The rest of the group watches helplessly as more and more of reality disappears. Impulse from the 30th century and Booster Gold from the 25th both disappear. Cut to Gotham, where Jay Garrick manages to make it to the JSA HQ. Most of the city is gone to confront Spectre. He demands that Spectre help, and now that a mortal hand is controlling this crisis and used the fury of chaos and murder, he can step in to avenge Jay's death as Jay disappears. Back to New York City, where the Ray and Captain Adam create a barrier to save them for the moment. Metron uses Mother Box to transport them to the only place left, Vanishing Point. When the heroes argue that they can't just run away, he explains that we will be needed for what is necessary. 
They break the layman out of stasis, and Metron tells them they need to time travel with great ease and freedom to stop Extant. The Ray Palmer Adam will work with them to recreate Wave Rider? Back to New York City and the hospital. Starman's sons David and Jack arrive, and Ted tells them it's time for one of them to accept the cosmic rod. Think clean thoughts, chum. He hands it to David, and Jack is glad. Good luck, bro. I wouldn't want that gig. Of course, we know that Jack Knight will become the next Starman. In the Chamber of Layman, is this that vanishing point? Extant discovers and wipes out two of them, scheming against him. Back to New York City, a team tries to save people, which seems like uh, rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Extant arrives and tells them the universe is gone. Batman is caught in a vortex and torn apart, while Extant zaps Warrior. Bruce Wayne, Batman, 1939 to 1994, R.I.P. The remaining heroes, Green Arrow, Elongated Man, Triumph, and Batgirl, desperately take on Extant. Fortunately, the cavalry arrives in the form of Wave Rider, who blasts the bad guy. Adam goes microscopic to go inside Extant's head, only to be blasted with chronal energy. Wave Rider manages to stop it, but Adam is now 18 years old. Superman swoops in to grab Extant, but is clocked by someone with a green uniform. If you haven't already guessed, it's Hal Jordan, no longer GL, but Parallax, with a new armored uniform and cape. I've seen the universe from many different directions, and I know how to fix it, even if it means destroying it. The universe shouldn't be this way. It needs to be set right. Oliver says, Hal, tell me you aren't the one who did this. This isn't like you. You're a good man, a hero. That's exactly why I did this, Oliver, and no one is going to stop me. As the universe ends and Hal himself disappears, he says, It's gone so wrong. All those people. Coast City. The universe needs a protector, a real guardian to right these wrongs. The universe needs me. Time for a new start. Clean slate. A remade universe. My universe. Who knows? Maybe one universe, one world, won't be enough. Fade to white. Zero Hour Crisis in Time, number zero. We continue in the white void in Hal's narration. I used to be the errand boy for the Guardians of the Universe. It was a thankless job. He goes into an oratory about how the Guardians stopped him from recreating Coast City, but he has realized he wasn't thinking big enough. The heroes watch helplessly as he begins rewriting the universe. Triumph and Batgirl, both of whom are outside the normal DC universe, think rewriting things isn't a bad idea at first. Meanwhile, Hal, as all good villains do, provides the backstory for his cosmic power. After he attacked and destroyed the Guardians and the GLC, he realized he needed to turn back the clock, so he used his new powers to go into the time stream and absorb residue energy from the Crisis on Infinite Earths. He then made his way to the end of time and began tightening the loop between that point and the beginning of time, wiping out the universe as he went. Back at Vanishing Point, the rest of the team monitor Parallax. Wave Rider has been busy moving through time to collect heroes, including Damage, who asks if he was there by mistake. Hawkman asked Green Arrow if he could get Hal to reconsider, but Ollie says he and the universe are too far gone. Wave Rider's plan... Since Hal is recreating all of existence according to his agenda, why can't they all do the same? Back to Parallax and Batgirl and Alpha Centurion arguing about whether to allow the reset if it means they get to live. Hal replies, 
And you will. You'll have your Gotham City, and Alpha Centurion will have his metropolis. In my universe, everything will be as it should. Everybody wins. The rest of the team arrive, and Wave Rider blasts Hal before Clark tears into him. Hal replies that he now has the power to kill Superman and blasts him. Hal tries to explain to Superman and the rest. How about a Krypton that never blew up? Wouldn't you like to regain some lost time, Captain Adam? When they don't go for it, Hal is ready to wipe them out when he's attacked by Deus Ex Machina Man, a.k.a. the Spectre. They begin to fight it out. Green Arrow again tries to get Hal to stop, and when he goes to attack Hal, Batgirl knocks him down. At this point, Wave Rider reveals his plan. Captain Atom, the Ray, Green Lantern Kyle, and Darkstar begin absorbing the plasma Parallax is creating to make his new universe. Meanwhile, Ollie and Barbara have a talk with the Emerald Archer explaining that no one should be allowed to make this choice and that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hal then zaps Spectre, but the fight weakened him, allowing Green Lantern Kyle to keep Hal busy. The second part of Wave Rider's plan goes into motion. All the gathered energy and Superman's heat vision are funneled into Wave Rider, then channeled into damage, supercharging him. Damage has the ability to absorb energy and send it out explosively. Hal realizes what is going on and goes to blast damage. Batgirl finally realizes that this is all wrong and jumps in front of damage, sacrificing herself, leaving Barbara's broken body in Ollie's arms in a Crisis on Infinite Earths reference. Hal says she'll be back in the new universe, but as Kyle holds him, Oliver sees that Hal is bleeding and out of power. He shoots an arrow into his chest, killing him. The Spectre announces that Justice is satisfied and adds his power to damage. There's a huge explosion, the biggest. You could call it a Big Bang. The universe reforms over billions of years, with the team at Vanishing Point watching it happen. Batgirl and Alpha Centurion fade away. We see references to the creation of Atlantis, ancient Egypt, and the beginning of Shazam, Jonah Hex. Wave Rider explains that this is an approximation of the original universe guided by nature's and giving creators wiggle room later. Wave Rider then attempts to drop everyone back off at their own times, trying to save Hal as well, but fails. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, 1959 to 1994, RIP, again. Everyone who died in their regular time will stay dead, unless they don't, while others just got reset. Again, whatever the creators decide to do. In the midst of all this death, there is life. Power Girl had her baby. Oliver walks away. He has lost his best friend. This final issue ends with a full timeline of the DCU as of Zero Hour, probably the most complete version short of DiDio's mystical generation spreadsheet. This issue was followed by all issues getting a number zero issue in the appropriately named Zero Month, redefining their origins as needed, then going back to regular numbering. During the run of Zero Hour, there were a lot of tie-in issues. Action Comics number 703, Adventures of Superman 516, Anima number 7, Batman 511, Batman Shadow of the Bat 31, Catwoman volume number 2, number 14, Damage number 6, Dark Stars 24, Detective Comics 678, Flash volume 294, Green Arrow volume 2 number 90, Green Arrow, I'm sorry, Green Lantern, Volume 3, Number 55. Guy Gardner, Warrior, Number 24. Hawkman, Volume 3, Number 13. 
Justice League America number 92, Justice League International Volume 2 number 68, Justice League Task Force number 16, Legion 94 number 70, Legion of Superheroes Volume 4 number 61, Legionnaires number 18, Outsiders Volume 2 number 11, Robin Volume 2 number 10, Showcase 94 8 through 10, which is a prelude, Steel Volume 2 number 8, Superman Volume 3 number 8, Superman Volume 2 number 93, Superman the Man of Steel number 37, Team Titans number 24, and Valor number 23. While a number of titles were shut down, Team Titans, a spinoff of the New Titans, Legion 94, Valor, and Justice League International, and new series started Extreme Justice, Fate, R-E-B-E-L-S 94, which is a replacement for L-E-G-I-O-N 94, Manhunter, Primal Force, and Starman. So this was the new DC continuity. Don't worry, it didn't last. In our next class, The Underworld Gets Unleashed. Announcer bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfkpn. Follow us on Twitter at sfkpn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfkpn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.